Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of the program. How's your chicken noodle soup? Delightful, actually. What was your main course? I had a little cod today, Bo. Oh, a little cod. A little bit of cod for the kids. You know, who, you know who likes cod? Maybe it's a lot of cod. Maybe more than anybody else on the planet, honestly. Is it somebody I know? Yes. Nana. No. The Rock. Oh, The Rock likes cod. He eats a ton of cod. Well, you said somebody cod. we know. I thought it, I meant like that I knew or somebody in our circle. I thought you were saying like was I just naming some obscure cod man? You know, since I uh, since my IG was hacked, I have not rejoined, um, and so I've missed out on. You're all. missing out on a lot. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I I guess I don't think about it very often about what I'm missing out on. But one of the things that I am missing out on is I do like I did like his like cheat meals and his. Uh, just his on a toast and all of those yeah. things, I found those enjoyable, but I've, I don't have that just now. Just create one. It takes two seconds. You, and, and, like, I don't have everybody that I used it's to have in a, my catalog. It's kind of a protest. It's kind of like, I know. look, if you guys can't get it right, then I'm out. Gibby just tried to weigh in, but he couldn't because he didn't know if his mic was on or not. It's unbelievable. That's great. It's unbelievable. Sorry, I still don't haven't cut your nose off I, ha- I still yourself. haven't added Zagura as a friend back yet. <laughs> That's who was trying to get it on. It's Friends correct. with Miss K, though. <laughs> I haven't. I mean, the great Miss K. The, one of the great documentarians. Yeah. She's the Ken Burns of social media. She is. Yeah. She I mean, it's, it's, she's spectacular. Speaking of her. documentarians, this new Sideline to Sideline series produced by what our incredible what video team gives you a documentary throughout the entire game, runs you through it. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it. It's Goosebump City. You're going to get excited. And here's Kevin Stefanski. As good as anybody, uh, the edge players that they have, uh, very stout, uh, tough physical defense, um, experienced corners. So uh, really have to make sure that we have a tight plan going into that. And then special teams have always done a nice job, uh, really, in, in all the phases. So we've got our work cut out for us, but we're looking forward to the challenge. With that, I'll take any questions. Obviously, losing Cam is a big blow to their defense. Is there a quanti- Can you quantify what it means to take a player like him out of their defense? No, I don't think you can. Uh, I'm sure it's you don't replace him with one person. I think they have multiple guys. They really they added to their depth along the front in the offseason, so I think it will be multiple guys. Uh, he's a great, great player. We've played against him uh, many times. I've got a ton of respect for him. Smith kind of emerging to pair with TJ. Just the fact that those two guys are coming off the edge, how does that change maybe some of the things you can or try to do on offense? Yeah, it's a challenge, and it's you know very similar to what we talk about with our defense, you know, with Miles and, and Oboe and Z. Uh, anytime you can balance out a rush like that, it makes life really hard on an offense. And I think you saw last week uh, with Watt getting, th- getting three sacks in the game. Uh, Highsmith is always going to affect the game, uh, pressure in the quarterback. So it's certainly a challenge, and uh, you have to take that into account as you're designing your game plan, both run and pass game. Dewan Jones starting this game and, and having that challenge of going up against a TJ Watt. Yeah, you know, I think oftentimes you want to break it down to a one-on-one matchup, but the, the truth is it's it's our offense versus their defense, and, and certainly with a the rushers that they have on the other side, you have to really t- look at it that way and say it's it's our scheme, it's our players. Uh, certainly with with Dewan, he's going to get plenty of opportunities versus uh, 
TJ Watt, who's you know a premier rusher in, in this league. So those those are the uh, the uh, the competitive uh, nature of our game. Uh, it does come down to one on one matchups at times. So I know he's going to work really hard this week to prepare himself. Some things to clean up, but how impressed were you that he was able to just step in in a situation where he was quickly on the field? Yeah, and you know it's really and every rookie is going to have yeah, and veteran is going to have things that they have to clean up. So he's working very hard uh, to do that. Uh, I think with a week of practice with him getting every rep in there, I think will make a difference as well. Um, was the Philadelphia practice as a turning point for him? Because it seemed like he was promoted after that. I don't know that I'd pinpoint it there necessarily, Tony. I think it's just it's a body of work with all of our players. Uh, and Coach Callahan works hard with all of the players to make sure everyone's ready to go. Uh, in this case, Dewan was the next man up. Uh, but I think all those guys have to be ready to go. DeJuan's personality that makes you confident that he can handle like the big stage of Monday night, T.J. Watt's first NFL start? Yeah, I, I think it's important for all of our players to narrow your focus going into you know, Monday night football, like you mentioned. I think you really have to focus on your job and, and doing your job. Uh, DeJuan's played at a high level in, in big games uh, it, with the, where he went to college. You know, you're going to play in some big games, so uh, he understands that, but you can't and he can't make this about just him. It's really about our offense versus their defense in that regard. Go ahead, Mary Kay. Uh, I was just going to ask about, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett, you know, picked off twice, sacked five times, young quarterback, you know, what, you know, how do you expect him to rebound or respond from that kind of thing? Yeah, you know, that was a unique start to that game. It, it really got away from them early, so I think they, uh, you know, only rushing the ball 10 times. We don't expect that uh, from them, so. Uh, he's a very good player. We've played him. We, we know what he's capable of. Uh, athletic, can make every throw, fits their scheme really well. So uh, we have to make sure we have a good week of practice. When, uh, when Mike had his press conference, he said the Browns begin and end with Mr. Chubb. So the balance that you guys have offensively, how is that going to help you on Monday night? Well, I think every single game we look at it, Jeff, just what do we need to do to, to win the game and, and how do we have to adjust to win the game? And it's really that's how we put the game plan together. Uh, I don't think it's any secret what Mr. Chubb is, is a big part of our our attack, a big part of what we do. So, uh, But we have a, we feel really good about a bunch of the different guys. Out of the 49ers, they were able to have such success with McCaffrey running the ball against them. Well, it's it's a very, very stout front. I know he had that long run. Uh, it was fitted up, just had a missed tackle, which happens with you know Christian McCaffrey, who's a great player. So uh, to think that you're just going to automatically have success versus a really good front is, is not the case. You have to work really hard to put a plan together uh, to to uh, be sound in what you're doing. And then it's really just a, a physical uh, game when it comes to the run game in the, in the AFC North. That's just what it's been uh, and what it will always be. It looks like, but two, you guys have seen George Pickens make some big plays in this matchup, just how you can account for, for what they do there. Yeah, he's very, very challenging, as you know, because you can have him covered and, and he comes down with the ball. He's uh, a great 50-50 ball uh, receiver. He's very good with the ball in his hands. I mean, he can catch and run, so we know what he's capable of, and, and he's not the only one. Uh, great tight end. They have multiple guys, Allen Robinson, uh, Ridley, or the Calvin Austin, excuse me, they have guys that can uh, touch the ball on the outside and go. So it's, it's a really, you have to be uh, very cognizant of all their players, not just one player, but Perkins is a great player. 
rookie mini camp, uh, you only have two tackles, I believe, in, in camp, and so the reps were quick. Juan Jones had difficulty and got a little testy about it and got in Callahan's face. Uh, how has that relationship evolved? I don't remember that, Tony, if you say so. Uh, yeah, I, every rookie has a different relationship with their coaches. Got We push them hard. Uh, Dewan's been extremely uh, open to every type of coaching. Uh, you know, Coach Callahan, Coach DeCoster, Coach Peters, he works extra, uh, has never shied away from working. So uh, I, I can't characterize their relationship, but uh, it's, a, it's a, a one that is definitely predicated on the work. Practicing today, is, is this a multi-week thing with him, or are you confident that he has a shot for Monday night? Yeah, I would characterize it as day day to day. We'll, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. Really. Go back and watch the film of Deshaun. How much of his passing woes had to do with the rain, and then how much of it just had to do with he was off on a few things? And if so. What does he need to do that? Well, I don't think you're going to make every throw in, in any game in perfect conditions, uh, and those were tough conditions. So I think I think both teams saw that in the passing game, uh, and I think that spoke to a lot of the lack of success that really both teams had in the past game. Fortunately, we were able to make some plays in there, uh, some explosive plays, which is really important. But uh, as a quarterback, your focus always has to be on, on making the plays that are there, uh, knowing that you're not going to make every single one, just really – Trying to hone in on your on your decision making, so that that's just a focus for all of our guys. Deshaun's ability to extend plays and then make stuff happen downfield. When you're talking to him and coaching him, how do you balance that with hey, we need to get the ball out of your hands in a hurry some plays because you don't want to get hit all the time? Yeah, I think well, you try to do with players that have Deshaun's skill set. Uh, you're all, always trying to to make it work within the framework, and you're trying to take your drop and and maybe make a plant throw or a hitch throw. Uh, and then sometimes guys are covered. So that's part of his ability is to go off schedule and make a play when it's not there. We, we work hard to get guys open. doesn't always happen. Uh, so as you get through your progression, there is a timing element that tells you to it's time to either get the ball out or start you know, moving in the pocket, start trying to find a scramble drill. So that's something that's innate to what he has. That's innate to who he is. Uh, and it's certainly a big part of our offense as well. You mentioned that EVP had added that draw play on Saturday. Was it? Already in the playbook, or was that a modified version of something else you guys have run? Yeah, already in the playbook, but that was a, that was a Saturday morning, me and AVP over coffee uh, discussion. And we spent, and that's what happens in this game. You, you, sometimes you get through the week and you feel like you need an, some one more play. And, and I don't love to install plays that late in the week. Uh, I, I, I'm very, very careful not to do that with the players a lot of times. So that, that's rare that we do that. But we just felt like there was something there. Uh, May happen this week, may not. You talked a lot about uh, wanting to create a home field advantage, and the record shows that you're doing it. But what do you think about Pittsburgh's home field advantage? Is that the toughest place to play? Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to say that I've played in a lot of them, Tony. They're, they're, they're all tough. I think when you go on the road, going into any stadium that is full, it can be a huge challenge. And, and really, that's the, the big thing. And we talk about it at our place is crowd noise and having to deal with crowd noise and function in crowd noise and be able to do a great job communicating on the sideline, in the huddle, at the line of scrimmage, via the, uh, through the crowd noise. So, uh, you know, every time you're playing on the road, it, it feels like that's a, a huge challenge. Given that the tackles have trouble there uh, at uh, 
Dewan Jones, what kind of special training can you do other than piping music? Well, we'll of course, we'll use crowd noise. We always do when we're uh, playing on the road. Uh, that's something that we've been working really all off season uh, with the offensive line, uh, and that's just again part of part of your road operation is being is using that silent count and. And it's you're right. The tackles, the tight ends, everybody has to lock into that. That the Steelers are 20 and 0 in their last 20 Monday night games at home. Um, is that something that you guys keep in the back of your head, or something that you just kind of have to drown out and forget about? Yeah, it's it's really not something that affects us this week. Us going into this game, we really have to narrow our focus and and really worry about doing your job on on every given play. Uh, the two deep throws to Marquise, uh, how much of those kind of coming up short were, were like those two just not being on the same page because they haven't been together, the weather? I mean, what were some of the factors? Yeah, those I think the first one was absolutely a heavy, wet ball that's hard to drive. Uh, the second one is versus a, a blitz and a coverage that you know you have to get the ball launched quickly uh, and you're going to get hit when you throw it and probably didn't put it exactly where we wanted, but again, that if, if he does, that's a plus, plus, plus play by the quarterback versus cover zero. Like, even though those didn't hit, do those, does that give you confidence that those explosives are going to be there? Without now? a doubt, and I think, again, it goes back to th those opportunities are going to be there in certain games. Sometimes they're there a lot. Sometimes you, you're, you're not going to find them, and you have to find places to go with the ball that maybe uh, you know you wanted to throw the shot, but it's not there, and that's part of playing quarterback is having the discipline when it is when it's not there to check it down and when it is there you let it rip and, and you trust in your guys the uh, little cramp for Amari there he went down there just for a moment uh, first half yeah he's good with the wide receivers and Deshaun like just how have you seen especially this week following game one um, just kind of grow their communication specifically talking about what they saw in that game leading into this week yeah, I think that happens week to week. Uh, you try to grow uh, what you do, and, and you learn from things that happen in week one and taking it to week two. You should do that week two to week three as well. Uh, there's a lot of communication that has to take place when you're talking about the quarterback and, and the guys that are catching the ball. So that's running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, constant dialogue in terms of how guys come out of routes, where the ball is going to be. So that, that's always ongoing. You're taking the best basketball away from Miles. Are you still trying to you know, it's funny when Jim made that call, I, I my eyes went right two miles knowing where he was going to be rushing. So I saw it right away. And listen, whatever it takes, he can go around the back next time if he wants. Okay, thanks, guys. That's where Miles is right now, wherever he wants to go be. around the back. Do it. There was a great story told yesterday on McAfee. J.J. Uh, Watt was on. And he was talking. They showed the clip of Miles doing the the crossover. And JJ goes, he goes, I I've been there. I've done that. He goes, well, not that exactly. I haven't air, you know, crossovered. But what Miles Garrett and this is what I was trying to get to. I was trying to articulate it Monday. Probably failed um, when when talking about Miles. What JJ said was Miles Garrett feels unstoppable in scheme and in his own physical abilities. And he goes, I felt like that at times in my career where no matter what anybody did, I the combination of my talent and then the scheme I was in was at such a level that there was no stopping me. And he goes, that's what Miles is doing right there. I thought it was such a great way to articulate. For, to do that in the first quarter of the first game. First drive. Yeah. 
first drive, sixth play of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's, he, that's, there's no answer for me right now, kids. It, it had a little Larry Bird to it, in that he was like, "Look, I'm going to cross over your face." Watt mentioned that as well. That he because told he him actually he told him what he was going to do, and then did it, and then did it. That's what Larry Bird would do. Would yeah. take two dribbles to the left and then bust it in your face, Chuck Person. Yeah, the kid that got playing Bird on Winning Time is really good. I can't. I have no time for Winning Time right now. I have no time to consume it. That's not true. You watch all that Bachelor stuff. So you, you do. That's on in the back. That's on. That's what after a long day of work. That's what the the lady likes to wind down with. So like, yeah. I like that show. I want to watch it like intently. I'm more like, real Bravo scrolling. Scrolling. All right. Very good. Um, I am watching the Bear though. That's one that we're. Oh, you finally? Yeah. Oh, I've seen all that in real. In watch that one in real time. The um, we only have four to go. It's great. There's one coming up that is as good as anything you'll see. I want to say it was it's the penultimate episode, maybe the I think it's called Forks. That's what uh or knives or forks or something like that. Who's a very difficult TV critic says that he thought that this was better than even Succession. He said it was the best TV mm. of the year in his opinion. Uh, I don't know. That's high bar. I you know it's really good. It's it's very very good. It's, it's not as in, I don't know that it's as, it's as, it's not as fun. Yeah, Succession. Succession is no, a lot of fun. A, like, ton, yeah, there's no yeah. bombs games. No, no, no. There's there's no tomfoolery or ballyhoo. Yeah. Um. All right. Coming up next, uh, the Browns are back at practice. Remember, this is from their perspective a Wednesday program. That's right. Um. So we'll get to that. Get you some injury updates from everybody there. We've got a Thursday night football game. You're going to hear from our quarterback Deshaun Watson and a little fantasy advice. It is a mailbag Thursday edition of the program. Get those questions into Give at browns underscore daily he'll take care of you there those are the hot topics though presented by vivid seats head to vivid seats to purchase brand new premium terrace experience your tickets come with pre-game field pass parking all-inclusive food and beverage and lastly a 50 dollars brown shop gift card visit vividseats.com or download the app today vivid seats is official fan experience partner of your cleveland browns we'll go around the league also get you set for where the team is this week coming up next we're off and running cleveland browns daily brought to you by valley bet sports betting partner your cleveland browns now live in ohio on 850 espn cleveland cleveland browns daily brought to you by valley bet coming soon to ohio on 850 espn cleveland Welcome back into the program. Brownies back in practice today, starting preparations for the Steelers. As I mentioned, this is a Wednesday in the NFL world. If you play on Monday Night Football, two Monday Night Football games uh, this week. From an injury perspective, Cam Hayward having surgery today to repair that groin. Expected to miss eight weeks. Wow. Monster loss for them. Uh, If that timetable is correct, he'd be uh, back the week before we hook up again. Um, But obviously, no Deontay Johnson. Dude, the AFC North ravaged by injury week one. Steelers just battered. Ravens battered. Bengals came out of it unscathed. Um, We lost Conklin, which is a huge blow, but also from the standpoint of because of Dewan had been such a revelation, and I'm not suggesting that necessarily he's going to be good as Jack right away. That would be a ridiculous assumption. Um, But because he proved so capable in the preseason, it's one that it probably hasn't gotten the attention it deserves. No, I think you're – 
Exactly right. I mean, when you have a two-time first-team All-Pro go yeah. down, that's a significant loss, no matter how you look at it. And if you go back and you look historically, Conklin you know, has done a pretty good job against T.J. Watt. And, in fact, it was the game that Conklin missed on a Monday night after he got injured against uh, the Baltimore Ravens a couple of years back when James Hudson started at right tackle and T.J. Watt had a career-high four sacks. I think the Steelers had nine sacks, I want to say, Yeesh. in that game, which was – which was not pretty, and uh, no. there were, much was bad about that outing. But, no, it, it, is, it is a big deal. Dewan Jones, had he gone through the draft process in an exemplary fashion, is probably a first-round pick. He's a one. He was mocked as a one before the process starts. He was yes. at the whole time. So, it only was because of the rest that he ends up being available. Yeah. Which is great for us. Huge win. Huge. Huge. So I feel very – it's a big deal. This is a big test. It will get easier. This is one of those situations where we say it will get easier after yeah. this week. But I think, you know, when you look at the Steelers' defense and the loss of Cam Hayward, I really think this is an opportunity to – you know, we're going to play probably more of a, a pounded type of a game against them because when Cam Hayward's on the line, if they give up as a team over five yards a carry. Yeah. And so I think the Browns have every opportunity to take advantage of that now with Cam Hayward out and that when you're able to run it or run it right at him. That's the other thing. I told go lean on him and push him. Yeah. Make him push against your body repeatedly. Get him in the run game. Run at him. Yeah. I think you're going to have to do that. And you got to do that. The guy that we really got to slow down and, and we're focused so much on, Dewan. It's the other side. It is. Yeah, I'm actually. Alex Highsmith has had his way against the Cleveland Runs. He's got six sacks in the last three games against the Browns, at least one and a half sack in all three. So yeah. Jed Wills, and you go back to the Conklin injury, it's easy to see how that ultimately ended up happening. Jed Wills has got to be better in this game against Alex Highsmith. Well, even in the opener, Jed Wills was far more shaky. Dewan was not shaky at all. He was yes. an oak. I mean, he was yes. spectacular in the opener going up against um, Sam Hubbard. So, no, it was it was Jed who's going to have to take the step for sure. Um do you have a problem with me making this statement about week two? I don't know yet, but probably not. This is where I'm at. I think because week one, you know, you're playing 17 games now instead of 16. For some teams, and we saw this a little bit around the league on Sunday, that once it started to go bad, they kind of just was like, all right, we'll see you next week. Like Cincinnati definitely had that approach. Like once Burrow got sacked the last time, it was like, all right, we're done. In fact, they pulled it. We're done. Yep. Uh, we'll That's see you next it. week. We're yep. good. See you next week. Nothing to see here. Nothing. To me, week two feels like, all right, this is who you are to start the year. Whatever you show out in week two is kind of like what you're going to be for the first, in the old days, the old first quarter of the season. That you've gotten the full training camp. You had the break after camp. You get, for some teams, what they consider like a buy. Like, so I'm thinking about Seattle. I'm thinking about the Rams. I'm thinking about us. I'm thinking about Cincinnati. Like, I'm thinking about Pittsburgh. 49ers, I think, are who they are. But, like, is the first game who you are, or is the second game kind of like, okay, this is who they are? So I, I look at it maybe more holistically than one game because in this league it is true to a very great extent. I think that styles make the fights and matchups yeah. are very, very important. I think that after the first four weeks of the season – you have a pretty good idea of who you are and what your identity will be and what you're going to be able to accomplish. And I'd go back to even, let's take the Browns last year for example. You get past Carolina, you blow it against the Jets mm -hmm. badly. Yep. You then come out and showed the ability to dominate the Pittsburgh Steelers and then the loss to Atlanta. 
that to me showed the issues we had in our run defense, which would permeate the entire season. It would show our inability for the most part in close games to be on the right side of it. You think of take that one and we were one and two in the first four weeks in close games. And yeah. that ended up being a problem for us over the course of the season. So I think that it's maybe, I think it's another data point, but I don't think like who you are in week two necessarily terms of because if it did, you know, you'd look at the Bengals last year and be like, well, then they're no, not going to be a factor. I just mean in the first quarter, not for the season. For the first. But like for this first stretch, kind of, and honestly, kind of make the point for me a little bit with what happened with the Jets. Like that ended up being who we were. Unfortunately. We were that team. Yeah. We were the team that couldn't close. We were the team that couldn't, wasn't good on special teams. We were, we ended up being that yeah. uh, over the long term. Um, and I just think it's like what, what happened, what seems to happen a lot of teams in week one is that some of them are kind of, kind of like treated as like another preseason game. You know, like they're quick to push in the chips and be like, eh, Seattle kind of did that. Yes. Pittsburgh kind of did that. It was kind of like, not that they necessarily had answers to the test, but it was kind of like, this really isn't worth it to keep fighting in this. Giants, several of them were kind of like, all right, we're good. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Season starts next week. There's a lot of teams this week that have, I mean, Cincinnati's got a lot on that game hosting, hosting Baltimore. They do not want to be 0 2 in the division. No, not at all. Certainly, uh, they were zero three last year in the division before winning their last three and ended up winning the division. If we can, if we can go to Pittsburgh and win, and stop a twenty game money night streak, not winning over there in the regular season since oh three, yeah, not being a favorite over there since eighty nine. If you're able to exercise those demons on a team that I think you're substantially better than, that to me bodes very well for what you're going to be through the first quarter of the season and then some. All of a sudden, it's, there's momentum to it. A hundred percent. I think that this is, to your point, this is a very, very important game for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, oh gosh, I think it's a very important game, and that's why you yeah. know, we talked about yesterday, even with Grant. You know how exciting it was that you know we're not nobody's resting on their laurels here in any way, shape, or form. This is a team that realizes we did one. We had one game. One game doesn't mean anything. We were one and zero last year. Yeah, doesn't mean anything. You got to go take care of your business and i think that they the pieces are there it's all there and it, the same holds true for this team this team is capable of doing whatever it wants to do ultimately right like i mean that's the reality of it. the talent is here on this mm -hmm. football team if the execution in all phases matches up to the abilities this team is going to be a, one of the best teams in the nfl a team of of great consequence and and a team that should contend for a super bowl you are better than better than this team we are better than the, the pittsburgh steelers we have not yeah. it's we have not it's been a house of horrors for us save for a playoff game that was played in front of no one yeah and started with a snap over the head for a touchdown other than that we have not gotten the job done there i've i have yet to be there in the regular season and see a win in my entire time with this organization so this is an important game. It's overcoming something, and now that doesn't mean something to everybody on this roster. You think about how many people are new. You know how many people have changed over. Half, more than half the defense is brand new yeah. from a year ago. So it's all like we said with this team. It is all there. I think that it would be if if we go out and have another. A there are no bad wins, but if we go out and have what I would call another kind of definitive or decisive win and especially show the ability in the third, fourth quarter to put the foot down and separate yep. and take a game, seize a game in those critical moments as we did. You know, we got the better of every big moment in that last game. That will tell me that this team is 
really ready to win in very important situations. If you're you you watched their game against San Francisco, I watched the whole thing. It was second screen for me, so it didn't have my full attention, but it was it was on in the periphery. Um, they were bullied, they were pushed around, beat up. Like if you can do that to them in their place on a Monday night with Renegade and all the stuff that they do, then it, you got some things. It's you another game where I feel like they are much more like the old Browns, and what I mean by that is. They have a particular script they want to follow to be successful. Yeah. Lead, get a lead, defense maybe score a touchdown for you, make a play for you, and then, you know, Pickett can manage the game and you can run it with Najee Harris. You know, when Najee Harris, Najee Harris has scored in all four of his career games against Cleveland Browns, he's rushed for 80 yards or more with a touchdown in three or four. Guess what? They're 3 0 in those games. And the one game he did not, we dominated them on that Thursday night back in week three a year ago. So, a fast start, like the way that the Niners got out to a fast start, yeah, it, I think would be very important and go a long way to, to having kind of the outcome that you want. One thing that I will add that I think is very interesting, and I wonder you know, what it's going to ultimately mean in this game, if anything, is that, and I think the tone was set. You go back and you mentioned that beat them up. The tone was set. Najee Harris's first carry, Fred Warner came flying through yeah. and literally leveled him. And that kind of set, to your point, the tone for the whole game. The Niners' defense, now they have more pass-rushing talent on the interior. We have more pass-rushing talent outside, but when we kick one of our guys inside, we're, we're yeah. right there with them because they have you know, Hargraves and Armstead, and then they have Bosa. That's a four-man attacking front. Mm -hmm. That's what we are. Kyle... And Kevin Stefanski, because of the lineage trace all the way back to Mike Shanahan and Gary Kubiak, there are very similar concepts in both of our run games and our play-action games. And the Niners were wildly successful doing mm -hmm. a lot of the things that are the core competencies of our team. Yep. And so I think that's an interesting thing to watch. Now, for the Steelers, you say, okay, well, we saw something similar. This didn't work. What are, what are our adjustments? But the Browns are also going to be able to go through that with that same lens of saying, okay, if we did this to somebody, they're going to probably try. So I think we have a little bit of a, a, an advantage knowing and understanding what worked very well for a 49ers team that schematically is similar in some ways, not all, yeah. in some ways to what we do offensively and defensively. I've put serious thought to going over there. And, like, I've never been to a game at Heinz. You should. Yeah. I just don't want to go the over there and then, like, it's going to be an awesome experience. Take period. I know it. That you got to be you, like. But you can't. We can't. You can't be in the gear. Our gear, can you? Like, is it dangerous? Uh, what do you think, Gibby? I mean, I walk. I walk. I would, like, I'll just I, be fair. I would, as a Steelers fan, I would. I would not walk into ours. Yeah, I, would not I, want that. I don't. I think you might be asking for a little trouble if you were decked out. Boots, he'd be chesty too. I'd have yeah. to answer for that. It's, I think you'll be fine. I mean, I walk. You, you could definitely go. Like, it, it's worth going to a game there. I walk amongst everybody in all, especially because typically we're playing there in January, and so that necessitates my down parka, which is full-on Cleveland Browns, and my beanies are all, like, nobody's yeah. ever said one word to me. Yeah. Now I'm not in the crowd. Not in the mix. Pounding yeah. Well, drinks, the, nor would I be. But I would say their crowd, even when I've been on the sideline, as far as, other places, it's been most, yeah, definitely. All right. For sure. Giving it thought.
That being said, it's Monday night, and you've had 12 hours to liquor up. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's going to be an electric environment. It will be electric, I think that yeah. my favorite environments outside of our environment, when we, our place is rocking, uh, are definitely Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I mean, yeah. they're great stadiums. They do cool stuff. The crowd yeah. is into it. <laughs> and you have a chance to take something from them. Yeah, that'd be sweet. All right, we'll go around the league coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, join Z and Gerard on the Kevin Stefanski Show tonight at 7, Browns Radio Network. Coach Stefanski and Browns corner MJ Emerson are going to join the show tonight. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. There you go. That'll be great. Be very exciting. You on location or are you uh, no. studio bound? Yes. Yes. Very good. Very, very good. Yes, no did you see, um, did you guys see the, uh, the image I posted this morning on the social by chance? Of the that? bug? Oh, that's boom. all right. So let me. I want it. So I was yes, and I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Okay, using this pen cap because I think it's good. Was it that big, or is that too big? Um, let's go over here, Griff. Let's go over here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think it's. I think it was pen cap big. Okay. And as big as round as that one. Okay, so this so is that like what type the, of girth. That's what you're looking at. So this is the thing that I saw in Philly. You remember when that thing came at us, Gibbe? In Philly? Yeah. Yeah. And I ran. I mean, it looked like a small bird, and it was like a wasp, waspy body. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, so I did a lot of research on this. Yeah. I think they're cicada killers. So I've seen this around, that this is it. Now, um. So this was like six o'clock this morning. Yeah, and I just hear a. Bzzz. That was kind of like a Howard Stern. I was like, <laughs> right, a little bit of that. <laughs> I just hear it in the kitchen, and um, and I, I, it's like kind of dark. You know, sun's not really up at that time, so it's it's dark, and I I can't really see, and I don't think much of it. And it come time to take NBC to school, and my wife gasps. Oh my God! Yeah. And I go, I'm like, what, what? And that. this this sucker is like, we have like 12 foot ceilings in the house, and the 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 sucker was way up there in the kitchen, yeah, like up up like near a cabinet, right? So I go over, like NBC's getting ready. I go, I I'm like, well, that's a wasp of some sort. So I grab step ladder. I grab one of those, um, you know, like those wire colanders that are like uh, that have the handle on them. Yep. I grab one of those. Yep. And I grab a, a pot lid, like a lid for a 
a, a pan or a pot, right? Yep. So the plan is trap it here with the colander. Give me a little bit of room for misses. Of course, you need room. And then with the lid, eradicate it. Yeah. Outside. Let's get it outside. I don't, and then we'll deal with where it came from. It? I didn't want to miss. It's so high up. Like, I, I wanted to make sure that I had – I don't want to whack it. Like, NBC goes, Dad, shoot it. I, with what? <laughs> what am I going to shoot it with? I don't – a crossbow? So, so there was a giant one in Arden's room, and I came at it with my fly swatter. I'm pretty good with yeah. this. I'm pretty handy oh, yeah. with the fly swatter. And after about three swats, I did get it. Unfortunately, all three swats were in the direction of her Venetian blinds. Ah. And so there are cracks in the blinds where I got right through the full blind, but I did get you got it. I got it. Yeah, but so the blinds this, pay the price. So this is my plan. So I got it. I get it on it. Lit it. Plan works. NBC goes. Dad's him. Dad is him. <laughs> That's right, G. Yeah, so you are. I take it out. I take the thing outside. Take him to school. I come back, and I see this thing. And I'm like, all right. I don't want to just let it go. Like this thing has to meet its demise. I don't. I don't want it finding way back in. I don't Correct. know where it came from, but like I don't want any part of it. So I'm thinking to myself, well, how am I going to dispose of this thing while it's in? Because now it's trapped. I can't take it off. It flies out. I'm. I'm cooked. Like I have to contain the space. Cooked. Drowned it. Good. Went straight to the hot tub. Opened the cover. Underwater. Drowned. Because then it's intact. Then you can. Then it's locked in. Then you can. It see never it, got you out. Can study we it. Drowned it. Good. So then I got to look at the species. It reminded me of eighth grade biology. Is this what Put they brought out of Mexico? Did they bring this out? Did they bring it out kind of Mexico? Felt <laughs> like that. So and then I, it, so it's a cicada killer or like a European murder hornet of some sorts. It's not a murder. Hornet. It's not a murder hornet. No. It's a European hornet of some sort. Is what what the people said. Like the, all the people are telling me this. So we got some people coming to take a look at it. So in the more I, I go outside in the morning, I'm like, where's this thing coming from? I look up in one of the high, highest peaks of the house. Huge nest. There's a nest of them up there. The blonde comes outside. I open the front door. I look up. She goes, what's that? Satellite camp. They're setting up a satellite camp underneath the front door, underneath the awning. They're up in there. I'm like, my God, we're under attack. Yeah, you're under siege. We're under siege. You have a little infestation issue. <sighs> Can I tell you one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life? Winter will freeze them out, right? But I can't wait till no, no, no. You need them out of there. They got to be gone. The I can't problem, believe one got inside the house. The problem is in the fall. Once, like tonight, it's going to be in, uh, in the upper forties. Yeah. Now you start. They're start getting aggressive because they know their demise is coming. It's coming. Yeah, I can't you wait. Don't need that. No, no, no. You need. I got. You exterminators are coming gone. tomorrow. Yeah. We're gonna. They're done. I gone. can't. Uh, and then spray. I got so a they bug don't. man. If you ever need yeah. one, I got to get Dave the bug man. It's great. It doesn't have a name quite as good as that. It's a great. It's a great name. Very I'm going to choose yeah. between somebody and Dave the Bugman. Going with Dave. I'm going with Dave Feels the Feels like he's got a lot. So in. I was watching in my. Uh, I was terrified of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like this thing. If I this was thing running around me, the fields in Philly. I thought if this thing came at me. Yeah, you're going like, to be a problem. It could. I thought it might. It might take me down. Yeah. You also thought like the woodchuck outside there of the, the secret location was like some kind of. <laughs> I don't even know. Listen, this thing. If that thing. If this Acadia killer thing came at me. I'm gone. I had no fear of the woodchuck. I just pointed out that he was in that the it mix. was a marmot. Yeah, marmot. Yeah, this thing was and it was formidable. Big. This yeah, wasn't scared. Yeah, this thing. I mean, it was. I think he was. Why do we got Brian Fellow back here? I'm Brian Fellow. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> 
Uh, I was just saying the crazy thing I said when I was scrolling. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, I, like, if you watch one just cr- crazy video, then all of a sudden you're going to end up with a lot yeah, of crazy yeah. videos. Yeah, in. This guy in the South went to – he felt it was a scorned lover. Okay. Oh, no. Went to – I think the lady's house and oh, was no. like, you've caused me all this pain. You think I care about pain? Grabs a wasp's nest with his bare hands. That's stupid. And then sticks it in his mouth and starts eating it while ranting until it becomes clear that he is now barely able to function in a lot of pain. And then no kidding. Yeah. He's like toast. Look Did at you. Can't even, I have no idea, but it he was like, die. <laughs> it's insane. I hope not. Then it was like, then it'd be like watching like a snuff film. I don't want to actually see oh him die. My God. I just want, it was oh just that. Don't do that. No, that's not, not doing that. Dave, the bug man wouldn't recommend it. No, neither would Brian fellows. Back no, then. he would not. Exterminate, don't eliminate. I'm Brian fellow. <laughs> According to NFL.com, Tottenham Hotspur and the NFL announced an expansion of their partnership through the 2029-2030 season. Going to keep two NFL games at that stadium. That's a brand-new stadium. It's like That's the where... official London home of the NFL. Here yeah, it's them. a brand-new stadium that they've just built uh, recently. I think there's American ownership at Tottenham a little bit, too, so there's probably some ties there. Uh, we always thought the Jaguars would end up there, but not yes. anymore. Um, our old QB1, Baker Mayfield, quite an interesting week in Minnesota from trash-talking DBs and apparently knowing defensive signals. Uh, Bucks, uh, I mentioned this yesterday when he said, I got it, we got all their signals. Well, Baker, did you hear him today? I do miss this Baker. Like, So he's, he's at this press conference. He's, pre, he's ready, right, for the questions about the signs. And he goes, well, I am from Texas. I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not an, an Astros, Astros fan, yeah, so yeah. I don't steal signs. Yeah. We don't do that here, which I thought was funny of him. Great. I'm a- Chesty, fun, front-running oh, Baker is great. It's so fun. Great. Love it Listen, they should be, too. Good. Don't they play, like, they play they some play garbage. The Bears. Yeah, they play. The Bears. By the way, I've never been more at I'm disgusted. One of our fantasy teams when I got fields. And I'm trying to, like, really. Yeah. The ultimate goal with all this is a reverse jinx that gets him going. But, like, yeah. I'm out. How about <laughs> no one see? in that building have. No one. Like about, every press conference has been awkward, and then Chase Claypool is. Well, the Claypool stuff. Did you see Kurt see, Warner? Did you see Claypool, just like how he played? I don't understand. I, I, why is he even out there? How did he get What is wrong with that guy? Like, I don't know. They gave a, how did they give him a two? Essentially a one, because it was one of the first picks of the second if round. If you're 6'4 and talented and all of those things, and he appeared to be at one point, and the Steelers, who are able to get the best out That's of all it. these receivers, are saying, we're going to get rid of him. You offer them a seven, not a two. Yeah. Because clearly they're done with him. A the two? red flag should have been the size of the state of Texas. Yes. On that. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Warner had a bunch of things where he was like breaking down fields and was like, as a quarterback, you'd be, I, I would have been like, what is this call? The, yeah. I have no, you're giving me no chance for success. No, there is. There's, there's a lot of that. It's, it's really strange. I don't, by the way, it's how the Steelers fans right now feel about their OC. They do. Oh, they're, my not, they're not happy with him at all. No. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. With a uh, little bit of a dark, uh, dark night reference here, uh, giving a very emotional response on Instagram, and then quotes Harvey Dent: "The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise again." Uh, was the final line of the post. Uh, Robert Sala saying he would be shocked if Rodgers went out this way. They're all certainly hoping for that, but it's he's a man. He's forty now, and he's going to be trying to rehab an Achilles for the course of the next year, which is not a fun rehab. Nope, and can't imagine. That's what's so. One of the things that's so hard about the NFL is, and injuries are such a, it is a part of this this sport. Is that a guy like that gets hurt, 
Aaron Rodgers was the center of every. He was the center of really, in many ways, the football universe this year. He had a five-episode, hour-long HBO series dedicated almost to entirely him. to him. That's right. Look at look at closing deals. We're closing Close deals, deals today. Closing deals. Little, little book. Little notes. Some notes. Jeez, it's getting things done. The official uh, animal warden yep. of the show, D'Souza. Give me D'Souza's take Looks like a cicada wasp. They normally live in the ground. Harmless to humans, he said. I don't think Bo is buying that. I don't buy that. I'm not taking that risk. I'm not taking that risk either. With all due respect, D'Souza, I'm not taking that risk. So these guys were, they burrowed up. They're way up. I mean, it's way up in there. Like, whoever's coming to exterminate tomorrow, we're going to need ladders. Picture. Let me we're going to need ladders. Let me tell you this right now. I'm not. I know that I saw in Philly what you're dealing with right now. Yeah. I have not been that afraid of a winged creature since those horrifying monkeys in Wizard of Oz as a young person. That movie sucks. It's and also I don't know terrifying. Why. It's terrifying. I don't know Griff why like people. That? I don't know why people think. There it is. When you, if you're a man in your forty or a, a woman in your forty, your parents made you watch that ridiculous movie All the time. every year. Yeah, it's on every year, and you'd have to watch. It's it. like Thanksgiving or yes, Christmas. And that right movie it. sucks. Yeah. It yeah. sucks with a capital S. Not great. And it's terrifying. But those, I'm and saying, those murder, those monkeys with wings. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Yeah. Terrifying. You kidding me? Yeah. Loping around with the witch. Come on. Very green. Not my kids have not seen Wizard of Oz. What's the point? What's the point? It Show sucks. them like Princess Bride. That We've should done be the all movie that. Yeah, that's the it. Children. We got Goonies. It. There's have they all seen sorts Goonies? of fun. Of course, there's all sorts of fun ones out there. You, you don't need to do that. No. There's no one needs to see Wizard of Oz. Um, by the way, what do you, what do you got? One of my buddies text us. Tell the boys the cream is back in stock at homage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the cream. Coats, the, we've modeled. I'll model it once we get into the, the coat weather. The cream starters are back. That is true. They're that's beautiful. True. They are gorgeous. They'll always limit. The creams go quick. The brown and the orange hang around a little bit, but the creams because are. Because the cream is. The cream is supreme. You're wearing the gorgeous yes, cream right now. Wearing it right now. Yeah, from, yeah. from Milan. Milan to Minsk. Milan. From Milan. What was that? What, what was the Seinfeld movie that was Milan to Minsk? I don't know, but I do was Milan. It the raincoats? Rochelle, Rochelle, oh, Rochelle, it. Rochelle that's was from it. Milan to Minsk. My, uh, my, my Milan references from uh, SNL when they when Will Ferrell's doing like he's like he's a designer and he answers from his phones like this. Big. Oh yeah, like, yeah, from Milan, from Milan. Yeah. That's right. Um, we got to do the fantasy minute. You want to break now or should we just do? I'd it like now? to break. Take a quick break. Quick yeah, break. What, we, right, we'll well, what about we, let's, we, uh, before, let's let's do this before we. Uh, well, we're running out of time on it all is the problem. Like, you're going to have to break, and then – so I think we better break. We'll oh, break. So we'll save that. That's good for tomorrow. We, we can just stack, and then we'll do fantasy going into Mr. Watson's All right, so we'll do – Perfect. So we'll take a quick time out. Okay. And then we'll do the fantasy minute, and then you'll hear from Deshaun Watson. So that's the way this is going to go. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
What a medical mistake caused you injury. Calls the medical malpractice attorneys at One Entered Elk, Ohio. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time for the Fantasy Minute presented by Scaleco Capital. Scaleco Capital investing locally in the Midwest. All right, Dr. Z, three guys people need to start this weekend. Who do you like? Lots of shakeups. Lots going on in the fantasy world. Week one was kind of a low-scoring week all over the place. We gave you a good, some good David Montgomery advice, so we'll, we'll hopefully keep some of that going. I want to say this, though, before I get into fantasy, because I was, you know, as we're in here, I'm going through various things on here. Mm-hmm. So I get, courtesy of, of the great Hoff, this new packet from, of, of information, and, and it has next-gen stats stuff on it, like all okay. this cool stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So man coverage percent, zone coverage percent, single high percent, split safe percent. And I used to have to do all that manually by going through Pro Football Focus Ultimate, Ultimate and being like, how many times they play cover one? How many times they play cover two, yeah. three, four, all of that? And then add up, well, this is a split safety, this is a single high, and do it myself. Here's the thing. These numbers yep. and Pro Football Focus's numbers couldn't be more different. So, for example, it says that they played the Steelers man coverage 41% of the time in week one. According to Pro Football Focus, they played man coverage 20% of the time in week one. So, what do you do there? I don't know. I'm going to go. <laughs> it's thro- it's kind of throwing me for a loop. It's like, a heck of a loop. It kind of made me mad. Those are two of the most respected so, next-gen and what, PFF. Here's what I'm going to go with is the next-gen and the reason – and it's not because I don't respect PFF, but because this is what's handed out by the National Football League. This is their, like, intel. This is their thing, yeah. So I'm just going to go with that. But how could, I'm like, quite confused. Like, this says right here that they played zone 58% of the time, the Steelers in week one, 28th in the NFL. They were fifth, obviously, in this. If you add up just their cover three and cover two, I haven't even gotten into cover six, cover four, whatever else they want to play, it's already at 65% just on two of the particular zones that they could play. So we're we're having a malfunction at the junction. But we're not going to have that when it comes to fantasy oh, football no. this week because we're going to dial some things up for you, and we're going to dial them up right now. All right, quarterbacks, you lose Aaron Rodgers. I hope you got Brock Purdy. I, I think you can go out there and, and you can even roll on a one-week basis. I got no problem Derek Carr against Carolina. I have no problem Mac Jones against Miami. I think that he showed a little bit of life. They're going to have to throw the football quite a bit. Uh, so those are some of the guys I think that you can you can go in there. No Matt Stafford this week, though. If I said him earlier, not this week. No Rams. All, everybody went out there and you spent $100 million on Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Not this week. Not against the Niners. You don't want any part of that. Um, some other quarterbacks, though, to take a look at for you as you get ready for this week. I think you still start the guys you drafted to start. Like, that's pretty easy. Yep. So we'll get into the running backs now. Running backs for you. This week, guys I like, I know he had nothing. I'm talking about zero in week one. I am rolling the dice on DeAndre Swift tonight. Against the Vikings, Gainwell is out. Gainwell played the whole game. Rashad yeah. Penny was inactive. There's Boston Scott and Swift. Swift is a stud. They're going to give uh, him. There's an, something there. There's a disconnect. I can't understand it. They traded for him. They're going to give him the ball. I like. They gave him. it was a bucket of balls though. Start him this. Let's go. Start him this week. All right. uh, also, if you're, I think you start both of the Detroit guys, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. I think they're both good plays for you. And then keep an eye on if Austin Eckler is not able to go this week, because I do like then Kelly a lot. Kelly played a ton. He was great in he week one. Lot, and was yeah. very good. Also, if Zach Moss is on your waiver wire with the the Colts, go pick him up. He should 
get everything for them. Wide receivers this week. Remember, we told you about Calvin Ridley. We were just kind of banging that drum. Well, the secret is out. Brandon Ayuk needs to be played every week. It's enough already. Zay Flowers, hate to say it, looked great. I expect that to continue against Cincinnati. Keep him in your lineups as well. Um, and, yeah, those are, those are some of the wide receivers that I like. Mike Williams should be back at full strength against Tennessee. I like that. It's just so – I got to tell you something. I'm a big Garrett Wilson guy. This oh, is sucks. This is just devastating. No, he was he's I like, mean, he was my offensive player of the year. I he, thought he was going to get 1,800 yards. He's ranked like 25th at wide receiver this week by, yeah, by most people. He's cooked. All right, tight end. You saw what Roger said to him, right? What Wilson said Roger said sorry. to him. Sorry, kid. Doesn't that suck? That sounds like something that's out of the 1920s. That's what he said. Babe Ruth's walking to the thing. It's like what Joe Green Green said to the kid in the Coke. Yeah. Here you go, kid. Yeah. Sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. Uh, Tight ends, Hawkinson. Goddard had no catches week one. He will not have no catches this week. In fact, I think they're going to feature him quite a bit tonight. I like him a lot. Uh, If Travis Kelsey's on your waiver wire, scoop him up. Because I think he better not be. And keep an eye on, on Laporta. You talked him up. You helped I me like out. Him, yeah. He came in. I thought he had a nice game. And then right now, if somebody cut Ferguson, the tight end for Jake Ferguson, the tight end for Dallas, they didn't throw the ball on that game. No. They didn't have to. Uh-huh. That wasn't a real game. I think he's going to be pretty good. Uh, and then if you need to get on the wire real quick for a defense this week, uh, I like the Saints against Carolina as a pickup and play. I like us a I ton like us a against lot. the Steelers and the G-Men. They will bounce back against Arizona. Download the Bally Bet app today. Kick off the season with a second chance bet up to 100 bucks. Bally Bet official sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, must be 21 or older, Ohio only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler for more. In addition to that, when a medical mistake causes you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1 800 Elk Ohio. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now let's head to the podium and Deshaun Watson. What do you think when you look at that student's defense? A well coached group that flies around that wants to. Um create problems for the offense, um, try to create turnovers and, and uh, pitch you in long distances so their their front can get after you a little bit. Obviously, the finale last year wasn't the offense's best game. So when you go back and watch that film, what stands out to you the most? Um, you know, we had our opportunities we didn't capitalize on. Um, and we just got to go out there and just pretty much keep pushing forward. But, you know, we, we're not thinking about last year. We were focused on, you know, what – what we can do on Monday night. Sean, this is your first. I heard you say somewhere that, um, that you kind of overcompensated uh, and you were trying to grip the ball a little bit too hard in, in this past game. I mean, I guess you could put it out of your hand. Can you sort of describe how that happened and how do you, you know, why do you think your passing game is going to look so much better? Um, yeah, I mean, it factored on both sides. It wasn't just the Cleveland Browns passing game, it was the Cincinnati Bengals practice passing game, too. So, um, I mean, both sides was having problems with the weather. It was very, very wet, so uh, the ball was heavy. So, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes the weather factor in and you got to change your game plan. But, you know, hopefully it's clear skies on Monday night and we can really get, you know, the offense going and throw the ball around a little bit. This is your first game. I mean, it's part of it. It's just you just got to try to factor and try to control the ball so it don't slip out your hand. Uh, this is your first Monday night game as a Cleveland Brown. Does that stage excite you? I mean, uh, yeah, it's prime time. It's, it's an awesome opportunity, uh, you know, for us to be able to go out there and, and, and show the world what we got and what we can be. So, uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still football. Um, you still got to go out there and play 60 minutes, 60 minutes or plus, 
and uh, you just got to do your job. Even though you weren't able to connect on some of those deep balls, especially the two to Marquise, do you go back and look at the film there and at least get excited about the fact that those plays were there to be made? Yeah, the opportunities was there. We didn't capitalize on them, and there are going to be more opportunities for you know, deep shots down the field. Um, you know, we just got to make sure we pick out our, our spots when we want to take them. And, um, and hopefully, you know, this game we can capitalize on those and make big plays and, you know, get this offense, you know, really as possible. Hey, Deshaun, DeJuan was able to hold his own against the Bengals. He's got a big task this week if he's got TJ. How confident are you in the rookie? Well, I'm very confident. He, he likes the challenge. Um, he likes to be able to go out there and just play football and do whatever he can for this team. And, uh, you know, he, he's been learning from all the guys across the line, asking questions. Um, I see him on the side talking to Joel, talking to Wyatt, talking to Jed, and all these guys. And, you know, Bill Callahan, he's going to make sure that he's ready and pre prepared to go. So um, it's a great task for him, and I'm excited for his opportunity. Any trouble seeing over here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to have to definitely, you know, move in the pocket a little bit to, to create some windows for myself. Yeah, I mean, he's a defensive player of the year. I mean, he's a, if not the best player, defensive guy, one of the top five defensive guys in the, in the league. So you have to give your respect to TJ um, and what he does, you know, not just for himself, but for that organization. So, you know, all, you know, respect to him and the things he do, but. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you can't just revolve, you know, a game plan all around just one person because then you kind of, you're limiting yourself. And so, you know, guys got to, like, like we mentioned earlier, you know, guys got to block one-on-one. Guys got to, you know, step up to the challenge and, and be able to do that. So, um, you know, it's a great task, but, yeah, you got to give his, his flowers to uh, number 90. We know how dangerous um, you can be when you hang onto the ball and you extend plays and make something happen like that. So how do you kind of strike that balance between, okay, I can make something happen if I hold on to it versus I should get rid of the ball quickly on this play because there's a TJ Watt coming or because of the pass? Uh, it just all depends on the play. It's a quick game. The ball got to come out. We can't hold it. It's, you know, drop back and, you know, move in the pocket, and then you, you can hold it a little bit longer. But uh, you just got to pick your spots on where you're at on the field and the situation of the game. and. You know, sometimes you, you capitalize and sometimes the defense wins. So, you know, you just got to win with that and um, take it as it comes. Deshaun, um, the Steelers are 20 and 0 in their last 20 home games. The regular season since 2003. How do you start to change that trend? You just got to go out there and win. You got to go out there and earn it. You know, they're not going to give it to us. That's a very impressive stat for them. Um, but, you know, when we go in there, we can't, you know, think about that stat. It's a 2023 year. We can't focus on the past. And, you know, we got to try to break that tradition uh, that they have going. So, you know, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, it's definitely going to be a tough task. And um, I think we have the team that can go in there and do it. You were able to experience a game there last year, the last game of the year. Anything particular about that environment that makes it any tougher than yeah, I mean, they have a great fan base. Um, they support their team, and the defense really rallies around that, that energy. And, um, you know, they just try to make you uh, do things that you're not, you know, you would normally do, um, get you kind of psyched out about, you know, thinking about other things. But, you know, we got to lock in, be laser focused, and, and just go in there and block all the noise out and, and execute the game plan. Why has Miles ever shown you the between legs crossover hesitation? <laughs> yeah, we've seen it a couple of times. Uh, 
when we was practicing uh, during training camp, he kind of did it. Um, certain walkthroughs and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, Miles, he can do whatever he wants to do. Sean, <laughs> what is a quarterback thinking when you see a guy like obviously he's playing with that kind of confidence to, to do that kind of stuff pre snap? Make sure you block him. <laughs> That's the only thing I can really say. Well, um, Sean, we saw when Nick Chubb did last week. Well, how does his threat every time uh, you think affect the defense? Yeah, I mean, because you might think you have him in the backfield and he can break a tackle and, and gain five, even ten-plus yards. You know, and I think, you know, with him carrying the ball, this is definitely a, a big bonus for our offense, a big bonus for our team. So um, Chubb is going to be Chubb and do what he do. He's going to work, and uh, he's going to get what he needs to get. Why right, Chubb? It help you to have Miles Garrett to go against in practice, uh, you know, every single day to prepare you for the best in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, Miles is the best in the NFL as – just like number 90 and other guys around the league. But, you know, it's a, it's a great task, not just for myself, but for our O-line to be able to go against him and Zadarius and the guys that we have up front. So, uh, you know, whenever we step out there on the field on Sundays or whenever we do, um, you know, they're prepared and um, can hopefully, you know, match up to that opportunity. Mike, you mentioned the offensive line. I know you said you moved on from last year, but the thing that you were sacked seven times the last time you played this I assume that's a high number that's ringing in the minds of you and the offensive line, right? No, we're not worried about that. I mean, if you look at that game, I think four of the sacks came in the last two minutes, you know, so where they were dropping bad, hanging on the ball, things like that. So, you know, like I said, we moved on from, from last year's game, um, and we got to focus on Monday. And we can't, you know, worry about anything that happened in the past. Why did this 25-yard block uh, went viral this week? When you guys were sitting in the film room and you see that uh, up there on the big screen, what does that do for the team? I mean, it motivates the team. Everyone, everyone saw it. Everyone was, you know, hyped for wide, and it just challenges everyone else around to finish plays like that. So, uh, I mean, wide is, is a guy that's going to finish to the tee, um, and he's going to make sure he, he throws his body around for this organization, for these guys that's carrying the ball and myself. So, uh, you know, wide, we love that guy, and just make sure he just stay healthy while he's doing that too. But uh, outside of that, I mean, keep doing it. How excited are you to break out those white unis on a primetime game? I was super excited. I mean, the unis are fresh, they're pretty clean, and uh, you know, it's uh, another excitement for us to go out there and just go out there and perform. The number of times uh, you run with the ball has been pretty consistent your whole career. It's usually five to six times a game. It's been consistent that way. Do you ever go into a game thinking, I, I can be more effective against this team running, or does it just happen? No, nah, I just let it happen. It just depends on the game plan, so I just kind of let it happen. I let whatever Kevin calls, or, um, and we just kind of go with the flow of the game. So John, what would a 2-0 start mean, especially with both games coming inside the division? I mean, it'd be huge. It's a, it's a huge start. I mean, like you just said, like two divisional teams, one at home, one on the road. I mean, it's very, very big. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be it'd be huge for us. And um, but you know, our main focus there each and every week just try to go one and zero. So our mentality right now, we're zero and zero, uh, and we try to do one and zero Monday night. Deshaun, there's a after the Aaron Rodgers injury, there's a lot of focus on turf versus grass. As somebody who played for a couple of years on a on a turf surface. Um, is turf less safe than grass, in your opinion? Do you have a preference between the natural surface and the artificial? Uh, my, I mean, if I had a preference, I'd definitely take grass. Um, I think it's a little bit more giving 
forgiving when, um, on the knees and the ankles and things like that. Um, you know, the injury with A-Rod, that's tough. Not just for, you know, the Jets, but for the, for the fleet, to the, for the NFL. I mean, that was a great storyline to have him in New York, and they had a great team, and he was going to do special things. And, you know, he's a, I'm a fan of him. But to see him go down like that is tough. So, you know, I'm sending my prayers towards him. But if I had to pick, I'd pick grass for sure. There you go. There's your quarterback at the podium. Coming up next, a little bit of matchup, my friend. Take a look at oh, the Browns offense. By the way, we look spectacular in the white lids. I can't They're out wait. on the practice field oh right God. now. They're yeah. matriculating their way around the social. Um, but uh, we'll take a look at our offense versus their defense coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, avocados from Peru will be at the Avon Meyer location 1-3 to on Friday, September 15th. Stop by to enter the Ultimate Football Sweepstakes. Your chance to win that 2023 Ford Lightning Electric Truck. Play games, win prizes. Meet Browns legend Kevin Mack. For more information, visit Cleveland Browns Facebook page. And you can find it there. Time for the matchup presented by BallyBet. Sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. And for that, the Browns offense versus the Steelers defense, we turn to Dr. Z. Oh, kids, here we go. Browns and the Steelers. So I'm just looking at this because I thought this was going to be a fun part of the matchup is to give some of these facts about what the teams do. How is this possible? All right. Next Gen Stats has 29% blitz rate for the Steelers. All right. Pro Football Focus has thirty five point three percent. Do we? I guess the question is: Can one of these not identify what is happening? A blitz to, it should just it mean should be straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, more than five rushers. Now that could also that could also be maybe they. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is there are there few, are blitzes uh, where you let, only bring four. Let's just take just this for a moment, just it's real quick, audience. Blitz. We'll get back to the matchup in a second. Just for just for the audience. There are very few things. You're a highly intelligent man. There are very few things that get your brain in a true pretzel. I'm like pissed right but now. But you are really in a pretzel right now. Like this is you in mid. This is all not break. You can feel it though. Trying to understand. It's like you've been lied to your whole life. This reminds me of the fireworks 4th of July. I imagine a similar situation when Aunt What's Her Nuts said, this is not for you. This is for this is for Aunt the Sue. birthday of America. Annie Sue. Annie Sue wrecked it for you. Yep. That I imagine a similar like what? That's what's happened right now. This next gen stats PFF. These are your people. Yeah. You count on them both independently. I just and feel yet like they don't see the game the same. In my mind, there needs to be a call between the two of them once a week to go through it and be like, so. all right, let's normalize this because this makes no sense. I I wonder if you are the first person to notice this. So they did not, and I'll be honest with you, I preferred the old method better. I don't know if you remember this one-sheeter I would always pronounce. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What it used to have was, instead of it being all next-gen stats types of stuff, it was just like the basic stats, but a very thorough category. Sacks, yards, yards per play, blah, 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 blah. And then their rank in the NFL, which was a very handy thing to have up here. Be like, oh, they're number two on third downs. Oh, they're number four, you know, against the pass. Like, now this is all... Well, they were in pistol 0% of the time. Okay. Go back to the old way. Some, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And by the way, this would have kept me away from 
<laughs> being like I'm I'm writing like the I'm not happy about it at all. No. Anyway, and this there's confusion. Here's the matchup. <laughs> right with confusion and anger. There's yeah. a simmering anger underneath the surface. Yeah, I'm not pleased. All right, here's the fact of the matter. Week one. Steelers give 30 points to the Niners. They give 188 on the ground, 203 through the air, net 391 total yards. For comparison's sake, last year they gave up 100 yards per game on the ground, 330 total overall. They gave up 6 of 13 on third down and then 1 of 1 on fourth down. So really they converted 7 of 13 go-for-it situations. That allowed them. That's over 50%. Last year the Steelers were at 39% on third downs allowed. The Brown, or the Niners went 2 for 2 in the red zone. Last year the Steelers were at 55% in the red zone. This is a defense that will be significantly worse without Cam Hayward, the six-time Pro Bowler, six straight, as a matter of fact. He had 11 and a half sacks in his career against the Cleveland Browns, 17 tackles for loss, 21 hits in 19 games, 70 and a half sacks for his career as well. Overall, they're not going to have Cam Hayward. So Isaiah Loudermilk, who has not really played much, he has one career sack. He's got, you know, had seven tackles last year. He's going to play a lot more. Keanu Benton, their rookie second rounder out of Wisconsin, is going to play a lot more. Montrevious Adams, who is really just a ginormous space eater, he's going to play more. Um, he's a guy who has one and a half sacks in 73 games. He literally is just a run stuffer. Then they got Larry Ogunjobi, who last year had one and a half sacks, former Brown. I like Larry O. One and a half sacks against the Browns. That's right. And he had one and a half sacks for the season. Um, I like him as well. This defense is about really their outside linebackers. The edge rushers, T.J. Watt, Highsmith. Last year, Highsmith career high, 14 and a half sacks, five forced fumbles. He was tied for six in the NFL in sacks, first in with five forced fumbles. Fourth, he had four strip sacks, which were second. He had four sacks in two games against the Browns. Watt only played in one game against the Browns last year at half a sack. Last year was limited to just nine games, five and a half sacks for him there. But he's got 80 and a half career sacks. In fact, since coming in the league in 2017, T.J. Watt is first in the NFL in sacks, quarterback hits, forced fumbles, and second in tackles for loss. He is an absolute monster. He has 15 sacks against the Cleveland Browns in his career, most against any team, and had his career-high four sacks against the Browns in 21. He was the defensive player of the year and led the NFL in, in uh, sacks in 2021. So pretty darn good. He's pretty good. So you got to worry about him on He's one great. side, Highsmith on the other. On the back end of their defense... It's all about Minka Fitzpatrick, three-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro. He has five defensive touchdowns since 2018, most in the NFL. One of those was a pick six against the Browns. Remember that started the game in 2020 that was a, an ugly, ugly game for the Browns. They brought in Pat Pete. We actually had a very nice year for Minnesota last year. Five picks, 15 passes defense. Uh, last week, though, we talked about it. Talk trash. Got burned a little bit. Got burned. Quite a bit, I should say, did Pat Pete. Eight-time Pro Bowler, though, from 2011 to 2018. None since three-time first-team All-Pro. He did have an interception versus the Browns back in 2019 as a member of the Arizona Cardinals in that ugly game down there in the Valley of the Sun. They also have Levi Wallace on the other side coming off a four-interception career-high 13-pass defense last year. Was one of the better corners in the league from an undrafted free agent out of Buffalo uh, by the Buffalo Bills. He had an interception of Watson in that game last year when we played them. Uh, they also have DeMonte Kazee, who is a safety. Had seven interceptions in 2018, 14 for his career last year. Two picks in nine games, one of them, again, against the Browns and Watson. They played more base than anybody, really, in the first in, in the opening game. Not a ton of nickel. That actually jives on both of them. That's nice to see. Um, 
that I feel like that's just simple counting. Like yeah. how many quarters are there? You would that, think that feels pretty simple. Uh, but they played some big dime or in big nickel with KZ, uh, Keanu Neal, the former first rounder of the Falcons who joined the team after spending 22 with Tampa Bay and Minka. Uh, and then the two corners, Peterson and Wallace. They play a lot of single high safety. They play a lot of man one. They play a lot of cover three. It's going to be one-on-one on the outside for most of the game. That's where the Niners got them on kind of those inward breaking routes, starting off on the outside, working one-on-one on the two corners, Ayuk, Debo Samuel. And so that's what it is. Totally remade middle of their linebacking core. They brought in Cole Holcomb. <laughs> they brought in a Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander. So both of these guys, all three of those guys can play. Holcomb led them in snaps. Alexander was second. Alexander, eight career interceptions, playing now for his fifth team. But he's a guy who's been pretty good in coverage his whole career. Holcomb, good in coverage for his career as well. He's got a couple hundred tackle seasons. And in last year, he was hurt. But in 21, he had 142 tackles and two picks for Washington. Roberts had his first 100 tackle season of his career last year, was the mic for the Miami Dolphins. Also had 10 tackles for lost four and a half sacks. Watching the Niners game, he played more when they thought they were running. Holcomb played more, just period, and then Alexander would come in when they thought it was could be either or, but to play the pass. When they went sub, Roberts came off, and it was Holcomb and Alexander as the two inside linebackers. So this is a defense that over the second at the end of last year allowed 17 or fewer points in the final seven games of the season. In fact, over those final seven games, they give just 14.6 points per game and 266 total yards, which were both first in the NFL. They give 30 yards and a 30 points and almost 400 yards of offense to the Niners in week number one. So for us, it's going to be keeping Deshaun Watson clean. Obviously, I think you can run it. They give up 5.2 yards per carry when Cam Hayward is not on the field. Remember, that's not for injury. That just means when he was physically not on the field over the last two seasons. So I think that that's where you're going to have to pound them with Nick Chubb up the middle, play action, get the ball out quick because you're not going to have a ton of time to throw against a very, very good pass rush led by those two guys on the edge. This feels like a Nicholas Jamal Chubb. A lot of Chubb. A lot of Chubb. And, and right I think where Cam Hayward was. just Right up the middle. And then right at TJ. Yes, and run at TJ. Look, Jed Wills Do it that way. and Dewan Jones against TJ Watt and, and Alex Highsmith, that's gonna, those are going to be big, big tests for the Cleveland Browns, and they're going to go a long way to determining you know, the outcome of this game for the Browns' offense. I think defensively, we'll get to that later, I think that they could stifle them. But offensively, you know where the pressure is going to come from. They don't have a lot of guys on the interior who are pass rushers with the loss of Cam Hayward. No. Literally none. Armand Watts has eight career sacks. He didn't even play last week. Maybe he'll be active this week. Isaiah Loudermilk has one career sack. Larry Ogunjobi had 14 uh, and a half sacks with the Browns, 23 career sacks. So he's probably their best now interior pass rusher that they've got left. And the Browns, you know, hopefully they can handle Larry Ogunjobi. It's going to be a fun one. It should be. I feel very good about. Yeah. Uh, I feel very good about our ability to go out there, run our offense, execute it against this team, and then and for our defense to be stifling to what really is the subpar offense. There you have it. It is a Thursday. It is a mailbag edition coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Need a new roof on your home? Never replace your roof again with the Renew Home Series Replace Once for Life Warranty. This month with the purchase of a new roof. By the way, get this done. It's getting colder. I walked Buddy Garrity this morning. It's like 40. 
six degrees this it morning. It is not it's warm just, at night. No, it's chilly. Um, get this free installation on a solar-powered attic fan. They're going to help take the load off your attic, uh, keep your attic venting properly. Get the new roof. Get it done before it gets bad. Install today. Save with no interest for 24 months. Renew Home Exterior Superior Products and Superior Service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. Time for a Mailbag Thursday presented by Cross Country Mortgage, official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. When it comes to financing, we always get you home. Visit CCM.com today. Equal housing opportunity. MLS 3029. Hello, Gibby. Gentlemen, welcome to Thursday slash Wednesday here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. You can tweet your questions to us at Browns underscore daily. Steph Heineman. All right. Born in Stark County, Ohio, residing in Gottingen, Germany. Oh, I like that. Yep. G-O-T-T-I-N-G-E-N. Uh, how were the kickoff and punt performances on Sunday? Because we talked a lot about offense and defense. What Will Bubba question. make any changes right, like if, before honest week to God, two? Like if you were to say, "This is where the, this is the lead-in. This is the question." If you were to say, "Get guess a hundred guesses for what the question will be," that would not have been on my list of one hundred. Not on the bingo card today. Nope. And here we are. Here's the best. I mean, Z will give you the right answer on all of this. Here's what I would say, though, on kick game, punt game. If you don't ever hear about it, it wins. Correct. All right. So we gave up 22 and a half yards per return on two kickoff returns. Only gave up two returns on six kicks, four touchbacks, uh, and their average field position was right at 25. So pretty neutral right there. Solid. Um, if I were to look at our punt coverage, I think our punt coverage was pretty good. And Corey Borges had a solid game. Average 44 yards net, uh, 8 yards per return. Pretty good. 4.26 seconds of hang time. I think that's the kind of stuff you're looking at. Looking there, 7 punts, 331 yards. So, I, I solid. And then we all know about the field goals. Field goals were electric. Yeah, and I would say there, there were a couple punts that were a little rough, but like it was yes. weather-related because yeah. they had trouble punting at the, uh, the same thing that we did. Yeah. And, and Dustin Hopkins was perfect. So, all in all, good. We didn't have a single kick return. We just had a couple of punt returns, and yeah, nothing much came out of them. All right. Appreciate the question. H. Snyder tweets at the show. Morning, gents. I have a second grader and a fourth grader. Same. Just show them Air Force One. Kind of feel like that might be a little bit intense for that. On the two, that might could be a lot. Yeah. Uh, also showed them The Fugitive and Jaws. I definitely don't think Jaws was probably appropriate. What no other way. movies for you got for grader, me? brother? Go terrifying. So I, I mean, I mean, what we talked about movies. What? What other other ones? What other movies? What else she got? He has shown his kids to, Jaws. I don't think you have to go all the way that far. Who am I to tell you how to parent? God bless. Yes. I waited till sixth grade for NBC to see an R-rated movie with me. Uh, going into sixth grade, it was fifth grade. Going into sixth grade, we did Die Hard, uh, which he and I chronicled. Um, but there's a lot of really good stuff without having to go that way. Princess Bride. I feel Goonies. like Jaws is keeping the yeah. kids up at night. The Jumanji movies. Oh yeah, the National the Treasure Road movies are great. Tre- they're fantastic. Yeah, there's a um, there's the one with the what's the James Cameron one in the water. Um, the the world the other world where he basically just took the American Avatar. West. That one. Um, there's a, a kid-friendly version of that on Disney Plus that takes out some of the stuff. Like, that's a great one. 
Star Wars is Star awesome. Wars, Watch all yes. the Star Wars you're, stuff. You're totally on board. Yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of good stuff. At that age, I mean, they, they're into, there's a lot of cool stuff. Go through the classic Disney movies, too. The old Davy Crockett's. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that's a win. Blackbeard's Ghost. Swiss sure. Family Robinson. Swiss Family Robinson's pure joy. It is. So great. Parenthood's a great movie. JC in the 330. Question for Nathan. How much was the bill when y'all went to that steakhouse with the Hoff in Philly? It was a lot. Immense. Big. Big. big Huge. Big. It was big. It was big. I still think it stayed in the uh, the three digits, though. But it was big. Yeah. Perfect. I had a, um, we used to do, when I, uh, before the children and stuff, I'd do a guy's weekend, and we would do credit card roulette for the bill on oh, one steakhouse. used to do the sushi rock on Monday. Yeah. Um, and we were at uh, Harbor 60 in Toronto, which is like the steak joint in Toronto. Yeah. And um, and we went there and the bill came and there were eight of us and it was a all in type of night for yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And we they set up to do the credit card roulette and I go, I got to put an end to this. I got to stop it. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this isn't going to go well for somebody. Like, and to the point, like really not well. Yeah. And to the standpoint of like trying to explain this to a wife or even if you have different financial situations like this could hurt somebody for months yeah to yeah, get hit with this, this. this is a big bill. like let's yeah. let's not be silly on this like this is a great night like let's not ruin a vacation yeah with somebody getting hit with this right let's all enjoy ourselves yeah, yeah. i like that yeah. good for you yeah and then we did everybody just split it and then it was fine then it's okay you can deal with that spirit of cbd if I like Senior this. Swag was a movie character, who would he be? Clooney in Ocean's Eleven. Wow. Yeah, I like that. Kind of a little bit of pit, too, though. A little bit of pit in Ocean's Eleven, too. Kind of a... That's where the swag... I mean, they both have a lot. I mean, I'm talking about two of the swaggiest dudes ever. He also has a lot of, without the superhero aspect of it, Iron Man in his normal life. Yeah, a little bit of that. That's fair. He's a pretty swaggy guy. Pretty swaggy Downey guy. Downey Jr. Yeah, like. lots. Yeah. I think like the way that, I think for a minute, I will say this, probably maybe like the, probably Pitt in the oceans is even better because Pitt, Swag's appearance. Right now though. Like the, the outfits he's got bringing are so, he's got so much going on. It's such a style. I mean, it's, yes. you know, I mean, it's, Danny Ocean's kind of always dressed the same. But Rusty's wearing a lot of different stuff. I think he also has some of. Now I re- understand the true occupation, but when he got to Vegas and the way that he dressed himself in Vegas, Bradley Cooper's character in The Hangover, he's got some of that panache to him. A little bit of swag. that. A little bit of that. He's got yeah. a little Roger Sterling, as well. Oh yeah, yeah dripped in there. Yep. These are incredibly flattering things. They are. And appropriate would, for the man. I would take any of these. All of these win. And then every now and then he throws in like a. A John Dutton. Yeah, there. well, there was a real, he had a real Western renaissance at Phase, one point yeah. where there was a lot of like, hmm, I think he's going to go round up cattle. Yeah. Was he true. was wearing Lucchese's at one point. Yeah. yeah. Not so much anymore. No. That's, it seems like that's yesteryear. The Bud Lighter Man. That was a good question, though. That's the kind of questions that we're looking for. Those are the questions we're looking for. That was Here, well done. What are cabins? Excuse me? C-A-V-I-N-S at Costco. That's cabins misspelled. Yeah. Read the question. Let's see if we can get the context. 
Well, and that's why I was trying to figure it out before I, before I go down this road. So I picked up some cabins at Costco because I've worn them before and they're quite comfortable. New ones have a fly, old ones don't. Got me thinking that I've never used the fly. Do you know what they are, Uno? Huh? Uno seems like he knows what they are. I want to say Calvin Klein's. He meant to say Calvin's. Okay. okay. All right. Because I, I, I can't the find I hope the, the only best. cabins I, I can find are are milk drinks. Yeah. They have seven delicious flavors of milk. Yeah, I saw that earlier when All I was right. doing my research. So what's the question this. he wants to know about? Got me thinking that I've never used the fly as it's intended. Was wondering if anyone else. So does. it's an underwear question. It's Calvin Klein's. He's asking about the apparatus that is in some underwear where you have to you weave it through. Sure. Versus just the pull down. I love a pull down. I'm always, no, no, no. I like the, I my I I have like a. I think they're called Tommy. Oh, the Tommy John Tommy has John, the better. That it just, is, it's a, that's an easier, yeah. easier fly there. Yeah. That's their biggest selling point. It's great. It's a great selling point. I love point. those. Yeah. They're, they're great. good. They're very good. Highly recommend them. Yeah. Uh, love a dog today. Number of hoodies owned. <sighs> I, don't want, I don't want to do that. In the like Next. actual rotation. In my actual rotation right now. I just picked up. I picked up like five in the last. Not too long. At least 20. And I would say of like ones that I really like, probably in like the dozen range. But how many do I have in my home? <laughs> Hundreds. <laughs> the the hoodie quarter zip combo at my disposal. If I ever wanted to like, I was even counting my t-shirt hoodies. I have hundreds. Like a hundred. I mean, it's it could go. I could. I don't know. I go to Christmas. I like, and I, not, not running. I gotta back. say, I was stunned to see you coming in a crew neck today. Yeah. And I saw it. I said, oh, let's wear this today. I like it. Give it a, give, That's give a throwback. Picture. Yeah, a little bit of a throwback. Yeah. Love a dog today. Quite Thoughts soft. on pumpkin spice. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't thinner feel, than I would have I thought. Yeah, thinner too. Not, yes. not as uh, anti-pumpkin yeah. in general. I think um, it's... A, how about we start talking about pumpkin October 1? It's also, I think, a fraud that it's like a dessert. Like, I think pumpkin pie sucks. I'm sorry. I think it sucks. I like sweet potato pie. I prefer that to pumpkin pie Same. in terms of that or genre of pecan pie. pie. Well, I that's would a prefer. real pie. That's a real pie. But like, no, I'm not a. Uh, I'm anti-pumpkin. I don't have pumpkin pumpkin spice lattes no, or any uh, of that stuff. I do no. make. Miss Kay enjoys a pumpkin coffee this time of, of year. Course. So of course, so does the blonde. Does. Of course, yeah. they do. Yeah, they enjoy it. There is something. There is something with with pumpkin that I've noticed. Pumpkin with the blonde, and I'm sure you've noticed with Miss Kay. That this time of year, it's a mood. Yes. Pumpkin is a mood. It's a vibe. It's yeah. a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It does. They love it. It's they are all into it. It's I don't know. They're vibe. oh, it's so cozy and it's I they're Ohio girls. That best be the deal. Like you're just all in on it. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's Gross. a vibe, man. Uh Austin V. Unless Jeff George is coming out of retirement yes. to sling it Thank for the you. ATL. I don't think Drake London will be a viable flex option anytime soon. That being said, who would you start in the flex spot, Elijah Moore or D. Swift? Oh, you got some options there. Swift. I liked his potential workload. That's boomer bust. If it's full PPR, though, stick with Elijah Moore. I'm big on Elijah Moore. Very bullish. Very bullish. But I think if it's half or not, then then DeAndre Swift. Is that going to be one of the biggest waste of like receiving talent in the league? Is what's that or do the Jets? Now the Jets not of their own doing, but like Atlanta's got a ton of talent, and they're going to just. Do you see them. Arthur Smith's press conference? Yeah, who the fantasy guys care about that? Okay, Drake London, who you drafted in the first round, of the top ten. Then don't pick these guys in the first round. Don't pick them. Right. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Because I bet he's going to have something to say about it. Like this. 
Yeah. Throw me the ball. Please. I'm so open nope. that I can do this. Nah. Uh, David Whalen, would you rather be an extra in an Oscar-winning movie or the lead in a box office bomb? Lead bomb. Lead bomb always. 100%. Yeah, I don't need no. You get paid. The paycheck. The paycheck. Alone makes that. They don't think that you're going to, they don't believe it's going to be a bomb. Who would would that be? Like someone who was the lead in a bomb. And then never heard from again. Like just The kid from Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, Taylor Kitsch. He was. uh, Yeah, but I I bet he made decent. He he, he actually, he led several things. They kept trying because he was so good as Tim Riggins that they they put him in something. There was another one. there was a kid named Casper Van Dien who host who was on a. Uh, Dude, he was great in Starship Troopers. But that was a tremendous bomb. It shouldn't have been. It's it an unbelievable trem- movie. I know, but it was a tremendous bomb. Really? Oh yeah, bomb. It's a cult classic. Now. I know, but it bombed, and it was like you never heard from him again. Denise Richards in that too, I believe. Take your money, walk off into yeah. the sunset. Yeah. Bomb. Give me the bomb, baby. Bobby time, rapid fire. Go, Bobby! Hey, Bobby! Remember my first microphone. What's your favorite movie theater candy? That's not a movie theater candy. I'm popcorn at movie theaters. If I go, I'm popcorn. I don't eat candy. Popcorn. I'm a grown man. I don't eat candy. Big dogs or little dogs? I do like a peanut M&M if they're there. Big dogs. Big dogs. I've never had what I would call a big dog. I've had medium dogs, like a nice lab. Like, are you Mm -hmm. calling Buddy Gary a big dog? I think he's a big dog. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm all all dogs. All dogs are pretty great. Because Asa is small, but she's got a lot there, of spunk and personality. There's many of days that I wish that I would have acquiesced to an Asa type. She's great. Just for the ease of, of care. By the way, she's, well, yeah. There's so many things that are easy about her. We now, we, she went to the vet today. Mm-hmm. Walks twice a day. Her joy is food. Yeah. I always say to my kid, they're like, you're giving her too much food. She's fat, so she's a couple pounds overweight. But when you're only, like, supposed to be 10 pounds and you're but if, what's 12 that? or 13, that yeah. means that's like it's a big overweight. But I'm like, like, well, you want her to be great her whole life. And this, yeah, I want her to enjoy her peak years. Like, I said the same thing. We took yep. her. This is like, I say to my kids, they get so mad. I'm like, imagine if all of a sudden you're out hanging around and then something, some giant new species we don't even know about comes. And they take you away from everybody else in your species. Yep. All your family and relatives. They're like, you're going to live with us now. And the one thing that you're like, okay, this kind of sucks, but I'm getting used to it. And I love you. And thank you for taking care of me and all that. But like what I really am into is food. And they're like, here's food. Like, cool. Yeah. That's all she wants. That's it. That's it. Can I get a taste of that flank steak? Sure. Have it. Have it. Have a nibble. Have a nibble. Just yeah. the tip of the flank. That's it. See what it tastes like. She loves it. That's it. This one for Rob. Yes, you can. He wants us to give a the color of the Browns helmets today at practice is white, white, white. So much more to come, including a score. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Oh, we got a little Thursday night football for you. Did you say Thursday? Thursday. Did you say Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. By the way, for the people... If you're tuning in now, mm-hmm. and hopefully you'll be tuning in for the scores tomorrow, but this is a teaser. Uh, Bowen 14 and 2 last week. Oh, baby. Right, take a bow. Go ahead. Take a bow. There it is. Can we get an ISO on him here? Griff, this is time for the ISO. There it is. Yes. 14, 14 and 2. 14 and 2, baby. 14 and 2. Just print. You have a money press. I went 9 you're and welcome. 7. You're welcome. You're welcome. Put your kid to college. 9 and 7, I'll take it. Over 500, but 14 and 2. So, Bo. Robust. 13. 
Thursday night, staying red hot. What you're going to do, remember, it's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. So I look at this. Thursday. And I see the score. And I say to myself, hmm, pretty good New England team at their place. Mm. Took care of the scores last week. They sure did. Defending NFC champions. Mm -hmm. A little sluggish in the second half. Place is going to be a cauldron at home. Why is this not even bigger? Why? Why would it not? Seems crazy. And then all of a sudden, and I can't do the effect, so I'll point to you on the effect. Who is it? Who's Bootsy? Who's at the back door? Is it a Cicadia eating hornet with a bald face from Europe that's going to kill us all? Maybe. Or is it Captain Kirk? You like that? Let's go, Vikings. Eagles, 60. Vikings, 58. Thursday. Pay attention. Next level. Coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Isaiah, 850. Yes, been Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.